Welcome back to the Junkyard Podcast. I'm Kip Adams, and well, once again, it went exactly like we all expected, right? Georgia is in a four-quarter slugfest against South Carolina in the SEC opener. Went into halftime trailing by double digits. Uh, Woke up and dominated the second half to win its 20th straight game, 24 to 14 over the Gamecocks. Let's just be honest here. This was an ugly, ugly game, especially in that first half. Uh, You kind of knew things were going to go a little sideways uh, when you saw the weather report. Obviously, the rain played a factor here, but that opening kickoff going out of bounds, all of a sudden, South Carolina's already got good field position. And you got to give credit to Spencer Rattler. I mean, that's right out the gate. Uh, Spencer Rattler, a guy who, again, uh, was known for, you know, not making the best decisions uh, whenever, you know, the pass rush is is in his face. I think uh, that first half, I mean, he went out there and uh, carved Georgia up. There's no other way to put it. Uh, He was surgical out there um you know this is a team that a defense that pitched a shutout into the fourth quarter in the first two games obviously an uptick in uh you know talent level here with south carolina but that first half spencer was 16 of 18 for 152 yards and a touchdown so again Georgia was not getting pressure at all. Uh, they were uh, drop uh, rushing three a lot of times. And then, you know, they, they get a big play there in that first half. And and what uh, what do they call up on? Uh, was it third and 15, third and 17? Uh, they sent five uh, in a situation where you didn't need to have a tackle for a loss or a play in the backfield. You had a chance to hold them to a field goal there and open the game. And uh, credit to South Carolina. Uh, they won that chess match uh, with that screenplay and, and dialed up a beauty of a play and, and scored a touchdown there. But Spencer Rattler was, you know, he was hitting on all cylinders there in the first half. So, um, again, uh, looking forward to later this year hearing the leaked audio of Kirby Smart in the locker room at halftime of this game because you know that uh, there were words said there in that locker room because when Georgia came out in the third quarter, it was a different football team. <laughs> and that If you could just bottle up the third quarter of Georgia football, I don't think anyone would have any uh, you know, negative thoughts right now. Every Georgia fan would be on cloud nine saying, we're back. This is the Georgia that we knew. The three-peat is well in hand. No one's going to even touch us right now. That that quarter of football is whenever you saw the team wake up and play to their talent level. Uh, again, I, I think you have to think about a lot of factors here in this game. I'm not trying to sugarcoat this. There are some question marks with this Georgia football team still. And there are still questions with this offense. But you saw what you can have offensively when you have Carson Beck pushing the ball down the field, using the talent they have in Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas, 
you know, Brock Bowers, obviously, and, and Marcus Roseme, when they're pushing the ball downfield, it opens up the interior run game and the run game in general. And offensively, you know, Carson Beck again in the first half, it looked timid out there. A lot of checkdowns, not pushing the ball down the field. And South Carolina loaded the box. They said, okay, we're not afraid of you. You're not going to push the ball down the field. Uh, thank you for making it easy on us. And then in that third quarter, when they started being aggressive out there, it was a different Georgia offense. And you have to also take in consideration the fact that Georgia's most talented offensive lineman, Marius Mims, goes down at the right tackle there. That's a huge injury right there. And, you know, we have to figure it out. He was back out there and crushes, uh, the, you know, that right knee, I believe. Uh, that was a big hit uh, for Georgia. They move Xavier Trust to right tackle, put in Dylan Fairchild at left guard. You know, to be honest with you, Xavier Trust looked a little bit more comfortable there at right tackle than at left guard. I, I, I don't know if it's a better fit for him, but still, a better play from him. But still, that was a big injury for Georgia. And so you have to take that into consideration, but also, uh, you know, that again, that third quarter kind of showcased uh, what this Georgia team can do. Uh, you really needed that. You flipped the script on the Gamecocks there. You woke up and uh, Georgia was able to take the lead, scored two touchdowns, held uh, South Carolina to 32 yards of offense. So uh, I, I think, again, also looking at on defense, um, early on, attacking Dalen Everett there. I said during the, during the week, my the matchup I was wanting to see was who can cover Xavier Leggett. And honestly, I I don't think we have the answer there now. I still think uh, no one. He's 6'3", 230 pounds, and he is a physical pass catcher out there. So I know that, you know, Dalen Everett was asked to cover him a lot and lost a couple battles out there. But, uh, you know, credit to, to South Carolina. They had a good game plan. Uh, Omega Blake as well, 6'2 uh, pass catcher. A big injury for them, uh, you know, lo losing uh, Antoine Wells there right after he scored a touchdown. Um, hopefully he's able to get back out there uh, for South Carolina this year. But, uh, again, that offense uh, was humming in the first half. They made some adjustments out there. And guess what? You you started to uh, pressure Spencer Rattler. And you're able to get some stops. And even whenever they were pressuring him in the second half, credit to Spencer Rattler for until the very end of the game. He was still making play after play. When they thought they had him, they had good coverage. Uh, still several good plays from him. But uh, I, I think... Right now, you, you have to look and see the adjustments he made and take that into next week against UAB and know that, again, uh, you might not be able to just rush three all year and be able to get away with it uh, sometimes, especially if they go max protect. Um, but I, I think that there are some, some question marks here uh, with this team. You're going to have to make sure that you're putting Carson Beck in a situation where he is confident and he's able to attack a defense versus you know, him having to the, check the ball down and, 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 and make the shorter throws because I just think it opened everything up. And on the plus side, again, getting Dejon Edwards back, 
You, you could sit, tell the difference when he was in the backfield. Uh, you know, 20 carries for 118 yards and a touchdown. Just looked r- really, really comfortable back there. The instincts, he was making guys miss. Uh, very impressive game um, out there for Dejon Edwards and and as well as Dylan Bell. Uh, you know, I, I, the, the numbers won't show it as far as him running the ball, but still. Looks good out there. Georgia knows they have a couple of guys out there that can make guys miss uh, in the open field. I think here you go. You take a game where Georgia looked ugly. You've had games like this before. You had the Missouri game last year. The weather was, you know, that that takes away part of the offense for sure. Um, but you also came away with a 10-point win in an SEC game. And, and now you, you go into practice with some real, real competitive film to work through. I will say one aspect of today where you might want to go back to the drawing board a little bit, kicker. You got a freshman kicker out there, highly touted out of high school. You know, Peyton Woodring, um, those are some tough misses by him today. So uh, I'm not sure, you know, how close that kicking competition has been, uh, you know, this fall and in practice. But if Jared Zirkle's close, you might want to give him a shot because uh, I think right now the, you know, the eyes might be too wide out there. Uh, there were a couple of makeable kicks out there that you know, left points on the board for Georgia and kept them from being able to, to put this game away earlier than they did. But overall, like I said, they clamped down in the second half for the most part. Uh, credit to again, Georgia's safeties. Uh, we we're going to talk about Malachi Starks and uh, for as long as you know his tinger is at Georgia, which right now is probably you know slightly less than two seasons now. With you know he looks like a three out type of player. A great game from him, multiple plays on the ball, but again uh, there was uh, some outstanding DB play from other guys as well. Tyke Smith, big play by him, multiple big plays as far as him just coming up attacking the football uh kamari lassiter outstanding plays in the football and coverage as well and dan jackson his first career interception was last year against south carolina he gets another his second interception against south carolina uh the guy needs to you know be out there next season uh in this game and play as many snaps as possible because he had he steps up when you're playing the game cock so good play by those guys overall again Dalen Everett tested a lot. Young player, growing pains. You're going to have that. He'll be better for it. Smile Munden, another solid game from him flying to the football. Different looks from that defensive front to try to find some guys that could get pressure. Michael Williams, uh, the stat sheet, I don't know what his stats are, but he was a menace back there. He was he was in the, fa- in the second half. He was in Spencer Rattler's face uh, multiple times, making an impact there. Low-key, very strong game from Chas Chambliss as well, setting the edge. He had some pressures as well. There are some pauses you can take from a game that was closer than anyone thought it would be. Uh, There were some mistakes in that first half, whether it's play calling, whether it's Carson Beck's decision-making out there. There were things that were not working offensively. There's no reason for you to only score three points in the first half. No reason to sugarcoat that. They got to get better there, and they got to figure out where those adjustments need to be made 
I think it's, again, you're going to have to push the ball down the field more. You can't just dig and dunk five yards and expect your guys to break multiple tackles at the line of scrimmage over and over again and, and really push the ball down the field. But, again, you got a 10-point win. You are still undefeated on the year. Uh, there's a lot of ugly football being played out there by multiple teams right now in the SEC. You take that wing, you move on. We'll be talking more about this next week on the Junkyard Dogcast for this edition. I'm Kip Adams. You guys have a great weekend. Stay dry out there.